Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? I am doing fine. Lovely day today in Chicago. I can't complain. The sun is out. It is so beautiful. Thank goodness, because I was tired of that rain last week. I know. (laughs) And the fog. And it's still a little, like, chilly here, y'all, but, like, it's like little signs of spring are coming, you know? Not fast enough, but they coming. I know. (laughs) But, like, we just, we got to keep counting down, keep counting down. We going to get there. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, I don't really do, I didn't really do anything Friday because I was so tired from the week. I had a really busy week with work. Um, so just kind of winding down from that and relaxing. And then Saturday, I did my little freelance thing. Mm-hmm. And I also did, what else did I do? Oh, had book club Saturday afternoon and hung out that and ended up not getting home till like 1130 last night. And today is with lovely Toya. Yes, yes. Um, My weekend. So, I had a very chill, low-key, but productive weekend. It was one of those weekends where I was like, I don't want to do anything. Uh Uh-huh. Because last weekend, we did so much. Oh, my God. Y'all remember we went out Friday night. We went out Saturday night. And then Sunday, we went to go see Black Panther again. Mm-hmm. Renee went to see it for the first time. I joined her for my second time. In what? 3D. Yes. Did you like it? Loved it. Yes. Wakanda forever. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and then the work week, and I um, worked out a couple times this week. So, I was tired, y'all. So, Friday night, I ended up um, just going with a friend to do some little shopping. And then we had just like a late dinner. Slept in Saturday and I had some errands to run and um, some shopping to do. And so I was supposed to be at book club. Mm-hmm. And I, girls, I know. It was one of those things. And y'all know, I didn't even try to lie and say, oh, my stomach hurt. <laughs> oh, you know, it was just one of those where Renee texted and was like, I thought you were coming to book club. I was like, I was. <laughs> but by the time I got done doing what I needed to do, I came home. It was already an hour past the book club start, and I was tired. She was like, what had happened was... I know. I was honest, though. I missed y'all. Um, I was supposed to have drinks Saturday night with a friend, and I bailed on that. But I invited <laughs> them to come over. You want to come to my house, and we can have some wine? <laughs> I, my body... this is, Y'all, you need to listen to your body. Amen to that. My body was just saying, sit down. And I did so much ripping and running last weekend that I just was like, I deserve a day. So, hashtag self-care. Um, and I, I needed to get those errands done. I needed to get some items. And, um, yeah. And then I, like, Netflixed and chilled for the rest of the evening. Love it. Self-care equals self-love. Yeah. So, here we are today. And today is Oscar Sunday, y'all. Woo! Not that I'm really a big Oscar fan, but... I Because it just runs slow to me, the show. Who you rooting for, Renee? Everybody Black. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the time you all listen to this on Monday, the Oscars will be over. But speaking of Everybody Black, you've got Jordan Peele, 
that's nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Movie for Get Out, mm-hmm. and Best Director. You have Daniel Kaluuya, who is the star of the movie Get Out, who's I'm nominated. I'm saying that name and not me. You know, I just said it and didn't even hesitate. I have no idea if I said it right. <laughs> Why you gotta call me out? I wasn't even trying to call you out. I was late. <laughs> See, that's what you do. If you just say stuff with, just like you said it right, people won't even notice. I think that is right, though. Kaluuya. It sounds right. Yeah, he's nominated for Best Actor. And our sister, Mary J. Blige. Yes, Mary. I think that is so awesome. Now, that is one thing, y'all. I was supposed to finish watching Mudbound. Maybe today, after the podcast recording, I may have a little time before the Oscars start. It's on Mm. Netflix, but she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Um, I think that's about it for the black folks. So, we gonna see. so, yeah. We gonna see. Mm-hmm. We gonna see what Get Out does. I actually, I think Mary is up against Allison Janey for I Tanya in that category. And you know, we saw I Tanya, the lady who played the mother, and she was dang. She good. did that, so I think she's a favorite to win. Um, but we'll Comedy's see. Up for something too for a song. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember. And Mary. What. Listen to me. Yeah. Two things. Yeah. Mary, the song. So I think she'll be performing mm-hmm. that song because yeah. they always do the Oscar song. So Common and Audrey Day are performing. Yeah, I don't know what movie that's from, but I do. I, I have I seen remember. them on the award circuit performing that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, speaking of that Oscar Sunday, that's kind of what led us to our topic for today, um, talking about Hollywood and actresses, and we're going to be talking about the gender pay gap. Pay me my money. Okay, pay me. And so, um, you know, a lot of this is coming from, um, you know, Hollywood women um, historically being paid um, less than their male counterparts, and then specifically black women. Mm -hmm. So, the reason that this conversation got hot again is Monique. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this story kind of won't go away. I feel like it's been, what, two months now? At least. Yes. Hey, my loves. Hey, my babies. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Monique. I just, you know, you can't help it. So today, my babies. (laughs) In I Love Us For Real news. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag I Love Us For Real. It's not funny, but it's funny. Right. So, okay, y'all are like, what are y'all talking about? For people who don't know, Monique, the comedian, um, as she would call herself, the most decorated comedian. And I want to say, somebody did the research and they were like, yes, she has an Oscar. She's had a reality show. She's had her own TV show. She's hosted the Apollo. She's been on tour. Monique actually has done a lot. She has had a very versatile career a late night talk show a regular tv show a reality show i forgot she did that little um flavor of love etiquette Uh, thing yeah she sure did (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so with the late night show she had on bet the Mm -hmm. queens of comedy tour movies oscar for her movie precious anyway a couple of months back monique spoke out calling for a boycott of netflix Because she had been offered a comedy special on Netflix, and they were only willing to offer her $500,000. And she spoke out because she was calling them out for bias based on race and gender. Because she compared it to Amy Schumer, 
who got $13 million or maybe $11 million. Either way, it was multi-million. And Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, who had the same, like $13, $15 million, multi-million dollar deals. Mm-hmm. And all they offered her was five hundred k For two years. Thank and you. not just two years, but two years, and you can't go work anywhere else. Right. During that two-year time span. And I think that was good when she, because when it first came out, a lot of people had things to say, well, Monique ain't popping like that, or I don't find her that funny, you know, and $500,000 is a lot, and it's probably more than what she's been getting. But I think that was a great caveat, because it's basically saying, you're paying me $500,000, and I can't work for two years. Mm -hmm. Because it's like she couldn't tour, she had to do everything all around promoting Netflix and around that comedy special, and she couldn't enter into any other deal. So if her comedy special was great, and then HBO wanted to offer her something, she couldn't. And that was one of the things that they brought up with Amy Schumer. You know, um, she had created a bidding war, basically, because she had like HBO and Netflix both like bidding for her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people that are kind of criticizing Monique are saying, hey, Chris Rock is a legend. Dave Chappelle is a legend. And he was gone for so long that the anticipation that was built for him coming back is what garnered him money. And then Amy Schumer is just the it girl right now. And because she has several different companies going, she created like a bidding war where they're arguing that Monique didn't have that no one else was seeking her out so she just didn't she wasn't standing in a place of where she could really negotiate and so people are saying she should have just took it or you know that she really has no right to call for a boycott because they offered her that based on in a sense I feel like it's saying what she's worth and and to that point I actually stand with her because if you feel that you bring more value because you're the most decorated comedian and you're seeing what other people are being paid, what's wrong with standing up and saying like, sure, I don't have a bidding war, but I'm definitely worth more than this? Absolutely. I agree to that. However, I also wanted to say too with Monique, uh, her it's all about audience and who you can pull in. Yeah. Netflix has a wide range for their audience. Um, they've got all different types of people watching them and paying for the services. So who is actually going to pay? F- who does Monique cater to, first of all? She caters to mostly the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, most of everything of what she does, and that's nothing wrong with that by any means. However, that's the audience that she's going to bring to Netflix. So they're also paying her based on what she's bringing to the table. Um, Not to say that she's not worth more because she definitely is worth more. I agree. She's worth more. But that also is part of the consideration of who she's, you know, what type of audience. Because even with Dave Chappelle, he was gone for years. um, And I'm not really a Dave Chappelle fan like everybody else. Don't shoot the messenger, y'all. Or don't shoot the person that's saying it. I'm a lot just of people feel not that way. a Dave Chappelle fan. I've never thought that he was that funny to me. I mean, I must say, I started watching the special and I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. It was like... Okay, and I think he's had more come out, and I it wasn't that funny to me. I never watched. I the loved Dave the show. show. I never really was into the show. I was. It didn't do show. anything for me. Like I just like okay, whatever. Um, but I applaud him for what he do, and I support. You know, I support him to, to make it everything that he can make, and and getting a diverse audience. He has that diverse audience, mm-hmm. um, so he brings more to the table. Chris Rock 
has done so many different things, and he brings a diverse audience to the table as well, too. So, Monique, while she is seeking more pay and she is worth more, she's not worth as much as what any of Amy Schumer, any of what Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are getting. Um, but she's definitely worth more than 500000 over a two-year period. That's just insane and ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Monique started the conversation, but the, this is a real thing. When you compare, even with Amy Schumer getting more than her, Amy Schumer still got less than Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. So that was her point on the um, gender bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you talk about race. So, so for 2016... Labor Department data shows that women earn 82 cents for every dollar a man made. Now, if you break that down to black women, they earn 63 cents for every dollar a white man earned. Meaning that black women will lose more than $840,000 over a 40-year career. So there is this huge gap. And it, I think that translates not just in Hollywood, which the Monique example shows, but also into corporate America. I would even say in entrepreneurship, you know, mm-hmm. how many women business owners are out there getting contracts, perhaps that are the same level of male-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And so I think where Monique was coming from is a real place because she knows that black women historically aren't being paid the same. And it came out last week that Netflix did a deal with Tiffany Haddish. And Tiffany Haddish commented that it wasn't Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle money, but it's enough to take care of her family. And so it's like, okay, that's great. But even that's still proving the point that why is it that across the board, no matter what industry, you are seeing women and then black women being paid less. And um, like I said, Monique, had started the conversation more, you know, in the, you know, black Twitter community, I'll say. But people have been speaking out about this for a long time. And um, Awesomely Lovey, um, so Lovey Ajaya from her Awesomely Lovey blog, she, you know, made some comments about the Monique thing. And, you know, one of the things that I really love that she pointed out was that she said black women are constantly being underpaid, underappreciated, and overworked. And that's so true. We see people get promoted over us all the time, and we deal with people being awarded over us constantly. hmm Constantly. You know, and black women, we do. We feel like we have to work twice as hard and prove ourselves more versus our counterparts just to get what's due to us. And, you know, that's what I think I heard from Monique, that she was like, well, I am most decorated. I have an Oscar. I, I've done movies that have generated profits for studios. What more do I have to do? Well, she wasn't the most decorated, so let's just also say that. Too. I don't know about that because Whoopi Goldberg got the EGOT. But most decorated does not mean just those categories. Decorated mm-hmm. as far as awards and all these other things like that. And so when they listed out all of those things that she had done, it was like she was very well decorated. Mm-hmm. And you are right, Whoopi Goldberg has the EGOT, but this wasn't just about, like, I guess, awards. It was all about the different, like, milestones that she has. 
Yeah, and Whoopi, I mean, Whoopi definitely has had milestones as a comedian. I think Whoopi is one of the ones that have paved the way. I mean, she's been in more, she has a larger audience that she appeals to and has been in more mainstream movies than most. No, I'm not debating no, that no, she's no, not I'm more not, famous, but right. like, technically, if you want to talk about whatever is considered by decorated, which is like, first this or this award, somebody tallied it up. And mm-hmm. like, Monique was right on that. Now, most decorated is a big, you know, right. phrase in a sense. And when you say that, you wouldn't think of her. But technically, you know, they were saying she was right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's one of the, I don't think she's the. And to, I think what she was saying is she was the most decorated. And I think that but she I don't know. one of Okay, them. I'm going to argue because I think this is the thing Let's that a lot answer. of people... Well, because we say, I don't think. But, mm-hmm. like, do your research. All right, no, that's what agree. I'm saying. Yeah. And that was like... And I, that's why I said I commend Monique because she was actually doing her research. And I think she sometimes we have a tendency to just say, well, I don't think. And that's okay if we think that. But, like... You know, I'm a fact finder by Mm -hmm. nature. And so I just never want to say, I never want to like, um, blow over something that's a fact Mm -hmm. or whatever. And the point is that she can still be the most decorated comedian and still not deserve the same amount as Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. And so I agree. I don't think Monique should have gotten the same as them because of the points you made, the audience that they're going to bring in, um, the sold out shows they have. But I'm not going to take away certain facts about her career away from her just because I view her as decorated. No, I'm not saying she's not decorated. I'm just don't, she's not the most decorated because there, they are also, there's also research that shows that, like I was saying, Whoopi Goldberg, she has the EGOT. She has all of these different shows that she's done as well. She has, um, more of a mainstream audience. So she appeals to different people. She set the pathway to other different things. So that's all that I'm saying. I'm not saying that she's not uh, decorated at all. I think that she is a decorated comedian. Mm -hmm. Um, And she definitely deserves more. We both agree on that one. It's just the decorated part. But it was, you know, so, and I agree with you. I don't know that if Monique did a Netflix special, they would get the viewership that they're getting mm-hmm. from some of these other ones. Agreed. Or whatever, like, at the end of the day, and she did an interview with, uh, and I don't want to spend the whole podcast on my Monique at all. But, you know, <laughs> we were bringing her up as, like, what started the conversation. But, like, Charlemagne was trying to say, like, it's about relevance, um, what have you done now? Yeah. And that's the point is that Tiffany Haddish is the it girl. Amy Schumer, I don't find her funny either, is the it girl. And so they know people will tune in. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, who's really tuning in for Monique? And so it's a business deal. Five hundred dollars is a slap in the face though. Mm-hmm. That is. Um so, um and you know, one person made a comment about like Monique should have teamed up with other women in Hollywood. And that part of her being blackballed and her attitude is kind of like what has her in that position. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to say because she's not the only black woman that has come out and spoken out. Um, Viola Davis has been very upfront about it. And uh, we want to play you all this clip and then we'll like talk a little bit more about it. But this was what Viola Davis had to say about the issue. We get probably a tenth of what a Caucasian woman gets. And I'm number one on the call sheet. And then I have to go in and I have to hustle for my worth. That's what I feel like I'm doing when I demand what I feel. Listen, I have a 
more than a 30-year professional career. I had a friend who said, yeah, but Viola, your career is better than my career. I said, yeah, but you can't compare me to you. Because once again, I got the Oscar, I got the Emmy, I got the two Tonys. I have a career that's probably comparable to Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore. They had the same path as me. And yet, I am nowhere near them. Not as far as money, not as, as far as job opportunities, nowhere close to it. But I have to get on that phone and people say, you're a black Meryl Streep. <laughs> ah, you are, and we love you. There is no one like you. Okay, then if there's no one like me, you think I'm that, you pay me what I'm worth. That's right, you pay me what I'm worth. Hello. Oh my God! I she cannot preached even that more. thing. She did. Um, and you know the biggest part of that that I loved about her is she's like, okay, great, now pay me. And so that's the thing: speaking up and not being afraid to counteroffer and not being afraid to call someone on their BS. Mm -hmm. And um. You know, one of my favorite books is this book called The Confidence Code. And The Confidence Code really addresses the link between women's confidence and getting what they want in business and career. And one of the things they talk about is salary negotiations. And women historically do not negotiate for their salaries. And it made me realize that I was like, I've never done that. In all of my career, and I really, you know, only had like two companies that I've worked for, and then I was working for myself for a couple of years. But I, you know, I thought about every time that I was given a promotion or a raise, or when I at my old company was, you know, applying at different levels, I never came back and was like, "Oh, actually, we want more," or "What about this?" I was just always like happy with what I got. <laughs> and you know, they talk about how men don't do that. Men will speak up and raise hell and will counter even if, even if like they still like the money that they get, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always felt satisfied with the raises and promotions that I've got. And um, I thought about that. I was like, you know, some of this is about speaking up and advocating for yourself. And like, th like three of my guy friends recently, I was saying like the past six months, I've had three male friends who have gotten new jobs. And on both, on two of the occasions, they were promotions for them. One friend actually said that the job offer he got was already 65% more than what he was getting currently. He had like calculated. He was like, I'm getting double the pay plus some. They sent him his offer and he counter offered. And I remember asking him why. And he was like, just because. Why not? Why not? Just to see if I can get more. Ask not, what not. Another friend of mine, the other one, he was like, they were going to be moving him, relocation. They were including a lot of other things. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to like ask for more. You know, he requested like some kind of like non-salary benefit. Like I think I work from home. Yeah, just to see. Because he's like, I can't accept the first offer. And I agree. It's so funny because I was reading this article um, for now.org, which is National Organization for Women. And they were saying that women aren't assertive enough to ask for raises. And the women that do, there seem as they are less likely to get hired because they are perceived as demanding or hard to work with, which is really sad. And I've had the experience myself. I was just remembering when we talked about this just now as you was bringing this up, when I worked um, in the cosmetic industry for a company that um, I was living in Houston at the time and I was working for this company called Pure Beauty. 
and they wanted to me to relocate from Houston to open up the DC stores. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, let me think about it. Let me pray on it. So they had given me an offer and I was like, I'm not satisfied with this offer. So I went back, wrote down all of the, a list of things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, if they give me everything on this list, then I'm moving. They gave me every single thing that I asked for. All you had to do was ask. Had I not said anything, yeah, I would have been moving or relocating or either staying where I was and not getting promoted at all. Yeah. So we have to be assertive in our negotiation and taking those chances. I'm in the process of renegotiating my contract now. Mm-hmm. And even when I was um, a full-time entrepreneur, one of the things that I realized is that I can't just take things because it's going to give me exposure. Exposure don't pay my bills. Hello. Money pays my bills. I can't tell the light bill, I'm going to pay you next month because I'm getting exposure. I'm getting paid exposure this month. They're going to be like, well, we can't turn on your lights based on exposure. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. We have to take a stance sometimes in life for asking for more money and not being afraid to do so to get what we are worth because if we don't we won't get it and we'll be sitting on the sidelines looking at other people who are just as qualified as we are or even less qualified sometimes making the money that we should be making and that's what happens we sit back and then all around us the men are continuing to get promoted faster and continue to be paid more Mm-hmm. And there is no reason that if you are doing the same job and have the same background, like Viola Davis said, these people have the same career path as her, came out of the same drama schools, been in it as long as her, had the same amount of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kat Sadler from the E! News Network is one that recently spoke out and she left. And mm-hmm. so that's this other thing you talked about asking for what you wanted. And if you were going to take this job... That was the only reason why. I think you have to be willing to walk away. And so part of this is knowing your value and having that confidence to walk away. If not, and Kat Sattler ended up walking away because her counterpart, Jason, she they were co-hosting. So she was like, we essentially did the same job. Why is he paying significantly more than me? You know, and I was just listening to a podcast Shout out to Angela Rise on one podcast. And she was interviewing Jamel Hill from ESPN. And she talked about, you know, her uh, counterpart, Michael, when they first started the show, how she found out they weren't being paid the same. And some of this is transparency. Men, our men counterparts have to be willing to step up as well, too, and share what they're getting paid, what benefits they have, so that they can make sure they're female colleagues are getting the same and so he was transparent with her and so when negotiations came around the next time she negotiated and now she said that they were at the same level because at the end of the day they had the exact same career path and there's no reason that if you're doing the same job as a man at the same company doing the same thing same responsibility same educational background that they should be paying more. And so it's on the companies to make that right, but it's also on us when we see that disparity and we come into the knowledge to speak up and to do our research. You know, a lot of times people are like, well, what do you think you should get paid? Well, I don't know. 
do your research. There's all kind of insights out there from mm-hmm. Glassdoor and LinkedIn. Talk to people. And I would encourage people to be more transparent. You know, you sometimes we don't want people in our business, but be transparent because if you have a sister friend going out for a job and you know about that industry or it's the same, you tell her, look, sis, I'm getting between 80K and 100K. So make sure they put you somewhere in there so that she doesn't get lowballed. Absolutely. Another person that did something as well, too, I was like, oh, my God, wrecking her, wrecking my brain to figure this out was Tamron Hall from the Today Show. Yeah. She walked away from the morning show. She was one of the biggest stars on there of the second hour. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to bring in Mel- um, Megan Kelly for her own show, which they did. And they wanted to do something else with Tamron. Tamron was like... Nope, no, thank you. I am not going to stand for this. You are not going to push me to the side, and this is not fair. And that and Megan, that's a good example, not interrupting, but that Megan Kelly show is not even doing I good. was just about to say it's, that, and what is that show doing now? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> but she was a, that's an example, a white woman, and this is no shade. This is just the reality of it, that she was a white woman, and they you bring her in over the black woman who's been there, who's been holding it down. Offer her more, and the thing about it was with Tamara, they were going to be pushing back her responsibilities to make mm-hmm. room. So you made room in your pocketbook for her, and you're going to make more room from the time frame that we host this show for her. And then I'm just supposed to take a back seat? No, no, thank you. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And Good Morning America continues to come in. Number one. Then they had that Matt Lauer situation. Like, NBC has gone down from that. You know, they're, even with the Winter Olympics, you know, I was reading something the other day, they didn't get the big, you know, ratings boost that they were hoping even from that. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you have to be willing to walk away. And I've talked about this with, you know, other friends. And it's just like, if you find out your company, or like you said, in business, I have had that when I was working for myself and dealing with clients. And... I know you're paying these other people more to work for their services. Or I, you know, find out about people who are doing services for them and how much they're getting paid. And I'm like, but I've allowed this person to discount me for the entire time that I've been on retainer for them. Do not apologize for your worth. For what? If you feel that strongly that you are worth it, you, one of my friends told me this, I'm just going to back up for a second. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Like when I was doing entrepreneurship full time and I was trying to figure out what to charge somebody and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? How do I charge this person? She was like, think about it in terms of hours. How many hours are you putting into this? And what is it exactly that you're going to be doing and breaking that down to where every hour is worth something? Put that all together and then add a little bit more in there because you're probably lowballing it yourself at that point. Um, and that's what you, that's what it is. That's what you're asking for. Yeah. And then make sure you add a little bit more once you go to the table with it, because whoever that they're working with now or that they've worked with in the past is probably double of what you're saying. Leave room for negotiation. Absolutely. It's okay for, I mean, I recently did that with something and it was for a freelance opportunity and I came with the big number. And this was, let's say, for example, say um, the person had been paying me $500. And this time I decided I had been discounting and I was like, no, I want to go up to $1,250 or whatever. But I was really willing to take $750, 
you know, somewhere between seven fifty and a thousand. But I started at twelve fifty and I got it down to eight hundred. You know, because I came in so high in a sense. And you're right, I had a business coach take me through that process of knowing your hourly rate. And you do you have to take into consideration all of those things. And I know my so now when people ask me how much are you worth an hour, I can tell you the exact number. Right. And depending on how many hours of work you need, um, I had to do that recently with another freelance opportunity because the person didn't have me on retainer anymore and they wanted me to work on a project. And there was a lot of back and forth around like um, a proposal they wanted me to put together. And it was like, oh, this proposal. And um, I was like, I'll give you something high level. But if you want some detailed proposal, you're going to have to pay me because we have not renegotiated our retainer again and at this point I don't have any money from you right so I'm not gonna work for free right and to that point ask for what you want not what you need because you're worth it exactly so you know I I mean yeah we the Monique you know like I said it's like a, a lot of people like found fall with it and a lot of people like laughed at it and it's like I think it was because she came out with like girl, we're not going. We ain't boycotting. Yeah, we not boycott Netflix. Yeah. Like, um, I don't Since know. That's not gonna happen. Sorry. Right, but <laughs> all that to say, she had a point. Yeah. You know? And so I, we don't want to miss the point that she had and the reality as it relates to women. And then even more specifically, we are black women. You know, as it relates to black women being paid. And so. I mean, she's been on the little tour or whatever and doing radio stuff and media, but I say keep it going. Hey, the Me Too stuff is still going. Time's Up is still going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to continue to stay on top of this. And I know there is like a April 4th is Gender Equality Day, and I know Serena Williams has been an ambassador of that. I want to continue to see women raise their voices with that. Um, but... Even us, as we're not celebrities, but we can continue to do that for ourselves by speaking up more, advocating for yourself, and um, just being more transparent. You know, I think if we all speak up, because at the end of the day, if that company, that client wants you, they'll find a way to make it work. You know, and I remember that was the thing when I was um, working with a business coach. I used to always say, well, I don't know if, you know, they can afford that. And she was like, why are you counting people's pocketbooks? Mm-hmm. And I remember back in the day, years ago, y'all used to tell Mary Kay. And they used to tell us that because it's mm-hmm. like, well, times are hard. And everybody, they were like, especially women, we find the money for what we want. And, I mean, if that sister girl wanted that foundation and that new lipstick. Absolutely. Or if that client wants that business, you know, they want me to do their social media. If it mean missing a light bill, if it mean getting us alone, <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's just like, don't count people's money for them. Have your price, set it, and go. I used to tell my beauty advisors that all the time. Like, they're like, but this costs so much. I was like, for you, yes. it costs too much for you. Because mm-hmm. you only get paid X, Y, Z. So you're counting your your what's in your pocket. Based on your perspective, right. I was like, but what, for the lady coming down the aisle, that doesn't count for her. You don't know how much she's willing to spend on something. And don't judge her by the way she looks. Because just the way she looks a certain way, she may be having her casual day. Okay. But may be a millionaire. And you don't know that because you judging her because she got on sweats, no makeup, and some run over gym shoes. And not everybody wears their money. Exactly. Some like to keep it in the bank. 
Hello. <laughs> um, so on that note, um, chime in on social media. Tell us what you think. Um, again, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beauties Banter. You can use the hashtag Beauties Banter if you're going to engage us with some online conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Play and whatever your favorite Android app is to listen to podcasts. Anything else, Manette? Have a great and prosperous and productive week. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.